Well, some of you guys may have seen this week that there was a biker gang at NCC. I think we have some photos um, up here of when they stopped by this church. Man, those are some tough-looking guys, aren't they? Um, I don't actually have a motorcycle. I have a Ruckus, which is like a mini motorcycle. It's a scooter that Honda has put out. I think we have a video of me um, riding it down the, the front of the road here. Um, so you guys can see me, but we have, yep, that's me right there, okay? So look at that, you guys. Some skill right there. So I got, um, I got a motorcycle so I could ride with Pastor Caleb and Pastor AC, and Pastor Caleb and I recently did a motorcycle course. So it's one of those beginner levels. You've never ridden a motorcycle before. It's one of those courses. And our coach was a character. He was a little crazy, not for sure, um, that kind of person, but I don't know how much we learned in that class, but there was one thing that I will never forget, and I'm sure there'll be more stories I'll tell in the future about our motorcycle coach, but one thing he taught us, in order to pass this class, so I went from never have ridden a motorcycle at the beginning of the day to being licensed to drive on the roads. I'm sorry, you guys, but it all happened in one day. And the thing in order to do that was you had to make a straight U-turn on a motorcycle. Now, I've done that in cars, you know, for 20-some years now. But to do that on a motorcycle is a very different thing. And there's this spray-painted box, and you start at one end. You can't go outside of the box, and you have to crank it, okay? On this motorcycle, you have to make this sharp turn. And that was part of the skills in order to pass. Here's what happened is whenever you're making that turn, and I'm a beginner, I want to look down, right? I start to panic. Am I going to get outside of the box? I'm going to fail the test, or I don't know where I'm at. And so the bike feels shaky. And our coach said this thing over and over and over again to us. Don't look where you're at. Look where you want to end up. So he would have the whole class yell it. Don't look where you're at. Look where you want to end up. Someone would start to tip over their motorcycle. What did they do wrong? They were looking where they're at. They need to look where they end up. So I'm in this final test of this, right? And I'm starting, I'm in this box, like I start to go, I start to have to make this U-turn. I am sweating so bad, like I'm so nervous, thinking I've done this all day, I have to do this in this moment. My bike starts to shake a little bit, and all of a sudden, I remember Coach's words. Don't look where you're at, look where you're So I crank my head around, and I give it a little bit of gas, you guys, and I am now a licensed motorcyclist in the state of Texas, Okay. And so I want to talk to you this morning about that simple idea right there. Don't look where you're at. Look where you want to end up. And we're going to talk about where we want to end up as a church together, where God is calling us to go as a church. Not just where are we at right now, but Lord, what is your picture two, three, five years into the future on down the road? Lord, where is it that you want us to be looking that you are calling us to end up? Because God has given us a vision here at NCC. It's to make people and places new. If you're around here a lot, you hear us say that a lot, that God has called us to make people and places new. Now, that is not something that the church as an organization owns. That's something each of us as individuals own. So I'm going to need a little bit of your help here this morning. This is what I'm going to ask you to do. When you sat down, you had a stack of cards. I know some of you guys are overachievers. You've already started to fill out stuff. But grab this one right here that has lines on it. For some of you, it may say when God spoke or what's God speaking to you, or it may say sermon notes. If you're worshiping online, thank you so much for joining us today. You can just take a piece of paper and a pen. And even right now while I'm talking, I want you to answer this question. How did God use you this week 
to make people and places new. How did God use you? So right now while I'm talking, just write that down. For some of you, you may write, I don't know. That's okay. We're going to get there, okay? For others of you, hey, I coach my kid's sports team. And I had a conversation with another parent. For a student, hey, there's a classmate that's going through a rough time. I prayed for them. For someone else, it may be a conversation with a neighbor. You visited someone in a hospital that's hurting. You prayed for someone going through a divorce. How did God use you this week to make people and places new? Because this is the vision that we have as the church that God has called us to, that each and every one of us are a part of. God has called NCC to make people and places new. That God is doing something in our life, and then he's allowing us to be on mission with him to impact others. Revelation 21, 5 says this, when all of this story is coming to an end. okay. So this is as Jesus and God is bringing this whole thing to an end. These are some of the last words he speaks, and it says this, And he who sits on the throne, that's talking about Jesus, said this, Behold, I am making all things new. Behold, I am making all things new. You want to talk about looking where we're going to end up? That's where we're going to end up. Jesus is saying, this is what I'm about. I'm about making all things new. And that means that if we're followers of Christ, we had better be on mission with Jesus. That each and every day we're doing this saying, God, how can I partner with you today to make people and places new? God, how can I partner with you today in what you're doing in this world, in what you're doing in my life to make people and places new? So let me tell you this, students. I know school's almost done. You guys are looking at that finish line, right? You're almost there. And so you get up in the morning. Let's just be honest. Some of you guys, it takes you two minutes. You barely remember to brush your teeth, right? You barely remember to put on new clothes. You run some fingers through your hair and you're out the door. Others of you, it's like a two-hour process, right? You've got to accessorize. The shoes has to match the shirt, makeup, hair, all of that stuff, product in the hair. Like, it takes you a really long time. But I want to tell you, you are not prepared for the day until you have paused and asked Jesus, how can I be on mission with you today? You are not ready to walk out that door. You are not ready to walk into that classroom until you stop and say, Jesus, how can I be on mission with you today? How can I make people and places new? Adults, we wake up and that task list is in our mind, right? Errands, groceries, laundry, pick up the kids' room, stuff we have at work, projects that we have going, or things that we have to do. Your list for the day is not ready until you've added to it. Jesus, if I don't do anything else today, Lord, I want to be on mission with you in making people and places new. So when I walk into my workplace, it's not just projects. It's not just tasks. It's not just what I have. Lord, I am listening to your voice because you have called me to make people and places new. We are called to be on mission with Jesus. This is what Paul reminds the church of in 2 Corinthians 4.11 when he says this. If anyone is in Christ, you're connected in a relationship with Jesus. You're a part of his family. Then you're a new creation. God's done something new in your life. And the old things have passed away and all things have become new. You know what that means is the way that you look at your work is new. The way that you look at your relationships, it's new. The way that you look at your community around you, it's not just broken, it's not just hurting. It is a new way to look at everything around us because of what Christ has done inside of our life. We are on mission with Jesus in making people 
in places new. So God's changed our lives, and we're called to impact and change others. And so the last words that Jesus said to his disciples when he was here on earth, he had walked with them, he talked to them about the kingdom, he had taught them about the love of God, and this is how he ends his time on earth here with them. Matthew 28, 19, he says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. And then get this, I am going to be with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus is saying, you're not going to have to do this alone. I'm going to do this with you, but I want you to be on mission with me in making disciples and helping other people connect with the love of God and what Christ is doing. I want you to be a part of what it is that I am about. And so we as a church, we've looked at this and we've reflected on this verse and we've set a five-year goal starting in 2020 that we've said by 2025, we will make 1,000 disciples across three NCC campuses. So we've said this a lot out loud, and we're going to do this again this morning. I'm going to need your help. Let's say this together. By 2025, we will make 1,000 disciples across three NCC campuses. Do you believe that, church? That's what God is calling us to. That's what God is speaking over us. And so we carry that with us. That each of us, we are a part of that, of what God is speaking over our church. That, Lord, we want to see more people come to know you. We want to see all those that know you and are connected with our church reflect you more each and every day. So, you guys, I pray over you that today your life would look more like Jesus than it did two months ago or two years ago or even 20 years ago if you're that old. That you would look more and more like Jesus each and every day. A thousand disciples across three NCC campuses. So this year, we've been focused on the one. And a number of times, we've come together and we've prayed over our one. We've taken this piece of paper and we've written someone's name down and we said, hey, there is someone in our life that we know that is disconnected from Christ or disconnected from the church. Some of you guys may be here because someone invited you or because we were praying over your name that God would encourage you that you would be able to come and connect with NCC and what God is doing here because that is what Christ has called us to do is to look for those that are disconnected from the church and disconnected from him and to say, God, we want to do something. We want to reach people that are hurting. We want to reach people that are distant. And so when we look at our surrounding area, we know this that God has called us to reach the one here in Mesquite. And we've been praying as a church, as our next campus, God has called us to reach the one in Forney. So I want you to hear this, you guys. When we are out in our community every day, when we're talking to neighbors and coworkers, our eyes and our hearts are open for the one of who God has called us to reach, of what it is that God is speaking to us. And God is allowing our church to do this. Many of you guys know Brandy, who's part of our welcome team, her and her husband, Bill. But she came up to me and Sarah just a few weeks ago, and she said, Pastor Aaron, I have to tell you this. This week, I'm driving down the road, and I was on my way somewhere, and I, I think she said she was running late or trying to get there quickly. And all of a sudden, she saw someone stuck on the side of the road. And her first thought was, I don't have time. I've got to get where I'm going. But Holy Spirit interrupted her and said, no, I've got a divine moment for you. So she stopped, pulled around. She said, I don't even know this person, but I went up and God started to speak through her so she could minister to that person. 
And she said, I didn't have the words, but God began to use my life to impact that person. It was just kind of a random chance on the side of the road, a God moment, you guys, for God to begin to work in our life. That's my dream for each and every one of us, that Sunday mornings would be filled with stories as we come into this place of how God has used us throughout the week as you're inviting people. We had a young adult that came up to me um, that's very new to our church just a couple of months ago, and this is what he said. He said, Aaron, I've tried church at different times, and I thought God is not for me. But when I came to NCC, this was the place where I could belong. I understood worship. I understood the message. God is changing my life every week because of this church. You guys, that's what God is calling us to do. As you're inviting people, God is using NCC to reach more people. That is the need that God has put in front of us. Now, I want you to hear this. We could, as a church, say this feels pretty good, right? have a nice building, we have a nice facility, we all like each other, like we get to come together. This is a pretty good thing that we've got going here, but God has called us to reach more people. And God has called us to reach more communities. And as we cast this vision, as we keep this in front of us, remember, we're looking where we want to end up. We could easily get distracted by where we are now and think this feels good, or, hey, Aaron, why do we need another campus in Forney? Don't they have a lot of churches out there? And don't they have bigger churches with nicer facilities and bigger things? Or here in Mesquite, aren't there bigger churches or bigger facilities? So I want you to hear this. Another church is not our competition. You've got to hear this. Our competition is sin, addiction, anything that's distracting people from a relationship with Jesus. That's what we're trying to beat, you guys. That's what we're trying to stop. That's what we're trying to win against is the enemy that would come in our lives and kill and steal and destroy us. And so until we're winning at that game, we're not going to stop reaching out. And we're not going to stop trying to plant more campuses. And we're not going to stop going into more communities because we want to see God change this whole entire area. That's the call of God over our life and over our church. And you and I, we get to be a part of that. That's God's dream for us. That's what he's speaking over us. And so I want to encourage you in that. That's what it looks like for NCC. Now, that's the end goal. That's where we're going is more campuses, a thousand disciples, making people in places new. That's where Christ is calling us ahead. But I want to tell you about the need. It's going to take something to get there. Okay? So it's going to take each and every one of us stepping into our unique God-given abilities in order to make that happen. Okay? So each and every one of us saying, God, how have you gifted me, Lord? How have you called me to serve? And I want to use what you've placed in my life to continue to reach out to others and to continue to meet the needs of others. Because as we reach out to new families, as we reach out to new individuals, as people come that haven't been to church before, it can be a little scary. Some of you guys are new, so you realize that of, I've walked into a strange building, I don't know where to go. And if you have kids, like a single parent, where do I take my kids? Or a, a couple, like where do, I, where do my kids go? Is the coffee for everyone? Because everyone else knows, right? We're here all the time, but they don't know that. Where do I sit at? Am I going to sit in someone else's seat? Are they going to get mad? Or all of those things. And so we need each and every one of you to be our welcoming team. To sign up, to say, hey, I'm here early on Sundays. Like, I'll, I'll help Pastor Joseph and Pastor Val like, with what God's calling us to do. I want to make this a place where people can belong. 
And I want to make this a place where kids or where families know that their kids are going to be discipled, where their students are going to be poured into and discipled, and there's leaders that love them and care about them. Like, this is the ministry that needs to happen. We need more disciple makers. We need more group leaders that say, hey, I'll build life-changing relationships. Hey, I'll serve in our community. I'll go out and reach people that are disconnected from Christ. We need each and every one of us. Because if we don't, we're not going to be able to minister in the way that God is calling us to. And here's the thing. I want you guys to hear this. Some of you, you are gifted leaders. You are gifted individuals. And you're just sitting in service every week. I know it's a little painful. But God has placed something in your life. And you're not doing anything with it. And you can't be like, hey, my church is reaching people. My church is doing awesome things. And you're not a part of that. God has not called you to be a spectator. He's called you to be a participant in his kingdom. And so I am challenging you as your pastor. I know it's scary. I know you're afraid of like, what's it going to look like? What if it doesn't work out? Like all of those things, we want to help you find your gifts. We want to help you in what God has called you to do. And for you to use that to minister to others. So some of you, you're an amazing teacher, okay? Some of you, you're an amazing singer. You don't want me up on this stage singing, you guys, okay? I promise you, it's not going to be pleasant for anyone. We need your voice. We need your musical talent, right? We need what God has placed in your life to minister to others. And each and every one of us, we are called to use our gift in what God has called us to do. So that's the need, is we need more people stepping up. As we start more campuses, the reason why we're doing this is because we're saying we want everyone in our church using their gifts to serve others. So we don't want just a few leading the church. We want everyone using what God has placed in your life so that the ministry God has given you, others are being changed and impacted by that. That's the need that we have. We have a financial need as a church. So I want you to hear this. We have not figured out some magic formula at NCC to do ministry without money. It hasn't happened. I wish I could tell you it did, but it hasn't, okay? It takes each and every one of our generosity. And you may not think about that, but from the simple things of, we want to take communion together. We have to buy communion for a few hundred people. That takes generosity in order to do that. Everything that happens, these cards that are printed, like the website that we have, the social media, every bit of ministry that happens here, it takes your financial investment and your generosity in order to make that happen for what needs to take place here in our church. And I just want to be really honest with you. So this is an honest pastor moment. Is This is the part of church ministry that I dislike the most. I love people. Like, I love being in your life. I love seeing you guys, talking with you, hanging out with you. I don't like the money side of ministry. Okay, I just don't. But we have a financial need as a church. And as we're looking at expanding and the vision God's given us, I just want you to know, like, what we're doing right now will not sustain us and will not get us to the vision that God's calling us to be in. And so we built an addition onto our church because we said we invest in the next generation. And what we want the best for is our kids and our students. So we don't need something new for us as adults. We're going to be okay. But for our kids and students, we want the best. That's the kind of church that we are. That's who we are. And so as we did that, like that took a financial investment. And so we said, God, you're going to bring the people. You're going to help us grow. And generosity is going to grow and all of that. And literally two weeks before we opened, COVID hit. So not only did we have this increase in our expenditures, 
but we saw a de- decrease in attendance and in giving and all of that. Like we were all panicked. What's the economy going to do? And all of those things. And so the last two years has been a struggle, you guys. And, and I'm telling you this of, I don't want to be the church where we're like, hey, you got to give more. You got to give more money. I hope you hear my heart. That's not who I am as a pastor, but we have done everything that we can at this point. Like, I'm just going to be honest, our salary, my family's salary, it's gone down every year since we've been here. Because we just said, God, we'll keep sacrificing, we'll keep doing whatever we can so that ministry could happen. Our staff has been amazing, and they've said, hey, we'll cut ministry wherever we need to and still try to make it great and impacting for others. But we're at the point of we can't cut more expenditures. And you guys, I, as your pastor, I want you to know, I'm up in the middle of the night praying about this. Like, I stress about this. This is all that I worry about for NCC is the financial aspect of, God, I know you're our provision. I love this church. People's lives are being changed. People are being saved, impacted. God, we're seeing you do what you've called us to do. But Lord, it's hard on the provision side, on the generosity side. And so that's where I stress out about that of like, God, what do we need to do? Just show us the way. And this is what I was recently encouraged with is, you guys, I need to apologize because I've been carrying this alone. And that's not okay. You know why? Because this church isn't Aaron Escamilla. This is our church. This is all of ours to carry and to be a part of and to engage with. This is each and every one of ours burden to carry. Because if you call NCC your church home, you have ownership in this. And God's given you a responsibility just like God's given me a responsibility to say, Lord, the vision that you've given us, God, we want to give generously to make that impact. And so I want you to know that the We're asking and we're going to begin to look at, God, how can you allow us to be more generous? Because, Lord, you've given us a need for what needs to take place. And so every month, the need is we need about five to 10,000 more to accomplish the vision God has given us. We need about 5K to 10K more every single month to accomplish the vision that God has given us here at NCC of what he has called us to do. And I want you to hear this. What God is here will not take us where God is calling us to go. So we just can't. We can't do what God's called us to do unless we're willing to step up and do what God has spoken over our lives. So I was reminded of this story in the scripture. You can write this down and go back later and read the whole story. But Samuel um, chapter 24, verse 24, there's this guy named David, and he's king at this point. If you've ever heard of David and Goliath, that story, that's this same guy, but it's just further along in his life. And I don't have time to go into the whole backstory, but he gets to a point where He has to offer something to Yahweh, to God. He's going to make a sacrifice. It's a moment of worship in his life. Once again, you can go back and read the story in 2 Samuel 24 later this week. But he comes to a place, he's outside of his kingdom. So he's not in Jerusalem where the throne is. But he's like, God, in this moment, I need to offer something to you. And so he approaches this guy and this guy says, you know what? Just take the land. Here's some animals. You can take stones, like build an altar offer this to God. David said, great. How much do I need to pay you? This guy says, you're the king. You're not going to pay me any money. Just take it. And David said, no, you don't understand. How much do I need to pay you? The guy said, there's no way I'm going to allow you to pay me anything. David stopped him, kind of puts his hand on his shoulder and says, hey, I appreciate your heart, but listen to this. I will not offer to the Lord a sacrifice that costs me nothing. I'm not going to do it. 
So he's saying, I appreciate your heart. I appreciate what you're saying. But I'm not going to worship God when it costs me nothing. I'm not going to come to God and give him something that didn't require anything of me. And yet, if we're not careful, we can sit in this room and try to offer God something. And it has cost us nothing. And we want to be a church that says, no, God. If I'm going to worship you, I'm going to bring something, God. If I'm going to honor you, Lord, because of what you've done in my life, because of what you've given to me, we choose to be a church that practices generosity in worship and honoring to Yahweh our God. That's who we're going to be. That's the kind of church that God is calling us to be. It's what he's speaking over us. And so we're entering a campaign that we're calling the 12 campaign. So if you could just take this card in your hand. And you're going to see on this card what I believe God is calling us to do and to look at as a church. And it's just us saying, God, we are committing for the next 12 months, Lord, to honor you, to serve more and to give more, God, so that we can be on mission with you in making people and places new. And so this is what we're going to do is we're going to take the next this week and maybe if you need to the next few weeks and we're going to pray over these and say, God, what are you asking me to commit to? in this 12 campaign. God, over the next 12 months, what can I do? And so if you'll look at this card, um, you'll see right here on the front of this card, it just says, here's what I'm currently doing, okay? It's an honesty moment for some of you guys of, hey, I'm not serving or I'm not currently giving right now. And so you can just mark that down of, hey, here's where I'm at. And then if you flip it on the back, you're gonna see some commitments of, hey, I've prayed and I feel like God's calling me to be a part of the Forney campus. And so we need a few more families that are going to commit and to be a part of that. There may be those of you that live out in Forney or maybe Kaufman or Terrell or anywhere out in that way that it's easy for you to make that commitment of saying, hey, God, we're already out that way, and so I'm going to commit to that. For others of you, as we send out key leaders, we're going to need you to step up. Okay? So I'm challenging you in that. We need you to step up. And not step up months from now, but step up right now and say, God, Right now, I'm going to begin to serve. Others of you, you've been serving for maybe the past um, couple of years. You've been on a team. God's calling you to lead now. We need you in a leadership role. You have gifts of leadership of saying, God, I can step up and I can do this. So we're going to pray and we're going to um, look over this. And then it's giving. So look at that giving part right there. There's two aspects of that. So on June 12th, we're going to come and bring one big offering to kick this off. And I want you to know, Sarah and I, we've already led the way in this. We said, God, we're going to lead in practicing generosity. So we've already given above and beyond. We said, God, we're going to sacrifice to give God to honor the vision that you've given our church. And we want to allow each of us to do that, to say on June 12th, God, I'm going to bring a special offering. Okay, so it may be going out to the garage, dusting off that old piece of furniture and selling it and saying that's part of what I can bring or making some sacrifices and saying, God, how can we do that? So on June 12th, we're going to bring one big offering to kick this thing off. And then I'm going to ask you over the next 12 months, you know, to look at this card and look at the next 12 months and say, God, what can I give monthly? Now, let me say this. Some of you guys faithfully give. You do. Week in and week out. You're, you're faithful to honor God. And I want to say thank you so much because what we're doing is a part of your generosity and your faithfulness. But I'm asking you for the next 12 months, could you look and say, God, I'm currently giving 100 or 500 or 1,000 a month, but Lord, I could add this to that. And so what you're going to write down there in that monthly commitment is not only what you currently give, but what you can give on top of that. God, 
I could stop doing Starbucks every morning, okay? Or, or I could stop eating out so much. Or I could cut back here for the next 12 months, God, to help, Lord, to invest in your kingdom and what you're calling us to do, Lord. I could do that. So that's what you're going to do. For others of you, you've never practiced generosity. That's okay. For the next 12 months, you're going to start doing that. And so you don't have anything to add on to that. So you're going to write down every month, I commit to give 100, 250, 500, whatever that is, whatever God puts on your heart. It could be a lot more. But saying, God, this is what I commit to give to honor you in this. And so you're going to do that. I don't want you to fill it out right now because I want you to pray. And that's what we're going to do. Acts 13, um, verse 2, it says this, that the church gathered together and they prayed for what God wanted to do next. And they set aside Barnabas and Paul for the ministry that God had called them to and they sent them out. And so that's what we're doing is we're praying and we're going to listen this week of, God, what are you calling me to do? I've not been serving and I could serve. I could step up, God. You're calling me to do that. In giving, God, here's how I can increase my giving. Lord, this is what I could do on June 12th and one big offering. This is a monthly commitment that I can make. And then this is what we're going to do is coming back next Sunday, you're going to bring this card with you or we'll have extras and you can fill that out and drop it off. And we're going to start to fill this up until we've filled up the entire 12 campaign that God's called us to do in reaching our goals for the mission and the vision that God is calling us to. So you're going to slowly see this on the stage begin to fill up as we start to invest in what God is speaking over our lives and what God wants to do. So each and every one of us, we're a part of that. So what you're going to do this week is simply this. You're going to pray and listen. You're going to come back ready next Sunday. And some of you, you may have to take two weeks. That's okay. We're trying to get all of these in by June 5th. Okay, and then there are going to be others that God's going to add to our church in August and September and December. And they're going to be able to jump in on the 12 campaign like halfway through and say, God, this is what I can do to invest because I want to be part of your church. And I want to be on mission with you and what you are calling us to do. And so I want to encourage you this week, take this with you, pray over this, listen to what God is wanting us to do. But this is the last way we're going to respond this morning is we're going to keep reaching the one. And so you have this card in front of you, you have a pen, and I'm going to ask you right now, some of you guys already know the drill, just write down, it could be the name of a coworker, it could be as general as you want to be, the cashier at the grocery store, or at the department store I go to, my neighbor, you can write down someone's first name, and we're going to pray over this, and we're going to say, God, we want to invite people, next week is NCC week, and so we're going to be celebrating with baptisms. We're going to have a bounce house here. We're going to have popsicles and special drinks after service for people to hang out. It's going to be a great Sunday for people to come for the first time. And we want to help those that are the one that are disconnected from Christ and disconnected from the church and say, God, we want to invite them. So you have this one card. You have this invite card. And I want to encourage you, just write down someone's name. And I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to pray that this week we would be able to listen and God would speak to us about the 12 campaign this week. God would give us an opportunity for our one. So just take that in your hand right now. If you're worshiping online, you can write down someone's name. And we're going to take a moment and pray over this, what God is calling us to. You guys, we want to be on mission with Jesus. We want to be a part of making people and places new in what God has called us to. And so we're going to pray together, believing God is going to do what he wants to do through our church. And that each and every one of us, we get to be a part of what God is calling us to. So let's pray together this morning over this. God, I thank you for the vision you've given us. Lord, I thank you for every individual in this room. God, I trust and believe, Lord, that the provision, 
for the vision you've given us, God, is right here in this room. That, Lord, the, the gifts and the ministry that needs to happen, Lord, is sitting right here in this room. Lord, not only for this campus, but for the Forney campus. God, the finances, Lord, that we need this year, God, to be able to launch that. God, to do the ministry you've called us to in Mesquite. Lord, it's right here in this room, so speak to us. God, I pray that you would help us this week also to reach out to our one, Lord, to reach to someone that's disconnected from you, Lord, that's hurting, God, that's broken, Lord, that you would give us the opportunity, Lord, to invite them, Lord, to challenge them to come and to be a part of NCC Week, Lord, in this upcoming Sunday, Lord. God, we want to help people that don't know your love to experience your life change, Lord, that their life would be made new. So, God, I pray this this morning, Lord, that you would use us to make an impact in your kingdom. God, speak to us and let us serve and give generously above and beyond. God, speak to us this week and give us a God moment to invite someone else to NCC, Lord, that they would be able to come and experience your love, Lord. We're praying, God, that you would help us to be a church that's making people and places new, God. And we pray this together in your name. Amen.